You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. 93 WIBC, Rob Kendall, The Rob Kendall Show. Thank you so much for joining us. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's a problem adhering to the Constitution in the state of Indiana. Yes, about uh, oh, eight years or so ago, voters across the Hoosier state put tax caps into the Indiana Constitution. And what they said with that is, hey, local governments, by local governments, we mean schools, cities, towns, counties, we are tired of you taking our homes for your personal piggy bank. Well, that worked out well for a while, but uh, as government tends to do, they're getting creative, looking for ways around the tax caps. And one of those is the local option income tax. And so here to talk with me today about this problem affecting counties all across the state. His name is Jeremiah Morrill. He is actually a candidate for county council in Henry County District 1. That's the Newcastle area. Jeremiah, how's it going? It's great to be here, Rob. Thanks for having me on. All right. So the, to explain to us this local option income tax, because this thing is so shady. I saw this uh, when I was on the town council in Brownsburg. I saw these avenues explored. It's a terrible avenue to subvert the will of the taxpayers. So what's happened is the uh, the state of Indiana keeps cutting cutting their property taxes. The the state of Indiana has found ways to not raise taxes. Right, the legislature. The legislature. Yeah. They they continue to shift a burden to the local governments, towns, counties, cities. Uh, and basically what they do is they they take a gun, they put a bullet in it, and then hand it to a local local level person and said, you have to pull the trigger. Right. They say that because they want to send out the mailer, the state house rep, the state senator, and say, oh, we're a state that works. Look at how low your taxes are at the state level. It's technically true. They're not they're not paying their fair share. Right. And the, the local municipalities have a, a 1% property tax cap that they're all, they're all bumping up against. Uh, so what's happened in the last few years with public safety and with uh, with a jail issue, uh, issues that have been fed by changes the General Assembly has made, uh, we've seen two years ago in Henry County in our in our community, uh, we saw a local option income tax for public safety to help pay for sheriff's department. That's and, the big one, right? Because everybody loves the public safety. How can you say no to the right, sheriff, the sheriff yeah, yeah. and the ambulance? Uh, and unfortunately, what's happened is that that money is being used to cover other costs. So you're really not seeing a benefit. You're just seeing uh, it getting absorbed into into communities. And in our area, we have one of the last jails that was built. Uh, it was built in about 1980 in a linear system instead of a pod system. Uh, so Henry County has a jail issue. There's no doubt about it. Um, but as I've been running as a candidate this last year, the issue that keeps coming before me is Henry County is trying to build a jail. And so are 91 other counties from <laughs> from Rush County to Marion County to Allen County. Uh, they're all looking at having to build jails. And now we can't build a jail uh, because of the property tax caps that are in place. If you go over uh, a couple million dollars, you have to have a referendum. And what yeah. happens to referendums? Rob? Oh, they go down. Well, if you got a Rob Kendall, they go down. The schools are passing them left and right. Again, our guest Jeremiah Morrill, he's a candidate for uh, uh, the county council out in Henry County. We're talking about this local option income tax that is affecting counties all across the state. It's really sneaky. It's actually a way to fund projects and defy the will of the voters with the property tax cap. Um, you are touching on an issue that has been near and dear to me for a long time because when they did the criminal reform a couple of years ago, uh, 
Sturwald came out, and of course, uh, Greg Sturwald will always tell you, tell you how hard he's working. He's a Republican from Avon. He's not doing much, but he's always working very hard. Uh, Greg came out and spent like five years on this and goes, oh, look at what we did. And I was on the town council in Brownsburg at the time, and I said, no, wait a second. All you did was pass the burden onto me as a local legislator to fund for low-level criminals to be in our community and this seems to be a systemic problem. It's exactly what's causing these these local uh, facilities to over overswell. So we've got lower populations in the state prisons. Uh, basically, anybody that's a level six felon uh, now comes back to your local community. Uh, you're going to have people that come through a jail that have to stay for a day or two or a week. And that's what a county jail should be used for. But now you're putting people in jail for more than 30 days. And those are the population that's causing all of these jails to, uh, to have to expand. Uh, we shouldn't be doing that. The state legislature has has really put a burden on on the counties, and now they're basically the legislature said, "Hey, we got a problem," or the the community said, "We have a problem." So the legislature came back, and instead of actually fixing the problem, they said, "Well, you can raise your taxes locally." <laughs> so in March, uh, Governor Holcomb signed uh, House Bill twelve sixty three. It's now a House Enrolled Act, and it allows allows for uh, the communities to add a 02 percent income tax on everybody in oh, their how county. Nice of him. So now now you have a tool, Rob. You can fix it. <laughs> That's what. Call and it's, it it's your ability to uh, to come in and make that make that choice. Yeah, that's how they refer to it. And by the way, this little government, local government insight here, that's how they refer to it. Um, trust me, I know I've been in these meetings before. They'll say, well, we're giving you a tool in the toolbox. No, you're letting people raise taxes because you guys won't do your jobs. And they'll never die. So this this tax is put in place and, it, you know, it's a it's a local option tax. Uh, that'll be there for 20 years, allegedly. Now, 18 years in, what will happen is the same thing that happened when we when we added a road tax or we added a uh, uh, a food and beverage tax. We in we built the Hall of Fame. We love the Hall of Fame in Newcastle. The giant shoe. The giant shoe. We built that in 1988, and we had a temporary food and beverage tax uh, that's still <laughs> temporary, there. Temporary. That's cute. We never sunset a tax. It, it, government never does that. So we re we now we build splash pads in Knightstown, oh, Indiana. Sure. With it. Uh, so we, we subvert what these things were supposed to be. Again, our guest is Jeremiah Morrill. Uh, he's a candidate for Henry County Council. Uh, we're talking about an issue that is affecting not only Henry County, but counties all across the uh, the state. It's this idea of a local option in- income tax, which local governments are using to subvert the uh, the will of, of, of the voters. Um, now, here's the thing we ran into in Brownsburg which is funding these 911 centers, which were mandated by the state. Under the Daniels administration, they mandated 911 centers um, consolidate. They they, manned, they mandated that no more than two per county, and you had to adhere to it. It, was, it became a state law. But there was no funding mechanism for this. I mean, there, there was no, no way to fund it. So what the county ultimately ended up promoting, and it ultimately ended up passing, was this per-parcel fee taxes go up but you gotta have a 911 center what do you do yeah you've got no choice they, it, we see these little fees that come on your phone bill you've got a 911 phone oh, bill yes. that comes along you know you, you have you have to have a cell phone so you have to pay that fee um and your cable your local cable bill has a, a, a little fee uh-huh. the, none of those to actually track the amount of taxes and fees you pay, Rob, is, is an impossible gesture. And that's what that's what government does. You know, you say, oh, well, we have a we have a three percent sales tax or whatever or income tax. And then you got a seven percent sales tax. And oh, by the way, it was uh, you bought something at a restaurant. So it's another percent. And then we're going to charge you another one percent. And I tried to get rid of your food beverage tax. And you thought I was killing kids in the middle of the street. It was terrible. 
it, it it's not a level playing field. And then if you want to if you want to add one in another community, you have to go ask for permission. You can't Rushville can't just say they want a food and beverage tax. Right. They have to have their state representative go uh, go to the general assembly and get permission from the whole state for them to raise that tax. Now uh, I want to tell you a little trick on this this um, how shady these local government guys are because you're you're trying to get into that. I don't know if you lost a bet or what or why you'd want to do that, Jeremiah. Again, I guess Jeremiah Morrill, he's he's running for county council in Henry County. We're talking about local. Uh, local option income tax uh when we agreed to support the per parcel fee in brownsburg i held out and tied it to a requirement that the town use the additional revenue to lower the tax rate to offset the cost because the police and fire were you know spending this money and i said well if that's something you don't have to pay anymore to the 911 center you certainly shouldn't spend that money we should offset it so it's neutral oh yeah i got a written agreement and everything you want to guess whether that happened or not now that, that lasted about anymore? five minutes yeah that didn't work out and i said we got a written agreement oh we can't find that anywhere what happened yeah this is absolutely terrible jeremiah you talked about how they're sort of using this as a tool for lack of a better term in henry county for public safety to build a jail are the people buying it right now this is one of those issues that uh people aren't paying attention to the election yet there are three people in my race uh at least one has uh has floated it as a as a possibility and i'm i'm kind of saying no we're no, we're going to find any way around it if we're going to actually build a jail we're going to we're going to put it on a referendum and you're going to you're going to get the people to actually agree to it uh this house enrolled act uh was just passed in uh in march so people really don't know about it. This is the very first time that it's actually even get making the radar. Often, this is you, I'm sure you know this in county government. Uh, people freak out after something's already done. <laughs> that, uh, whatever the issue is, uh, the protesters will be about two years after after the decision was made. Uh, no matter how many times you take out an ad or how many times you scream it from the mountaintop, uh, people won't people won't know this exists until probably 2020. Yeah. My question on a local level, because you're running as a libertarian, yes, and sir. you're very well known in Henry County, you're very well liked, you are you have more than a puncher's chance, you have a pretty darn good chance of, of getting elected. Um, when you show up and knock on people's doors, because you talk about those meat and potato issues, you talk about you know taxes and, and, and things that affect people's daily quality of life. And by the way, aren't you on like the parks board or some something something mainstream out there? I, I was. I spent about two years on the uh, Henry County Memorial Park Board, the largest county park in the state of Indiana. I was the uh, president for the last year of my term. Yeah, you're no very mainstream on. for a libertarian. They probably have, I'm surprised they haven't kicked you out of the party yet. Uh, when, when you show up to talk to people about this and you're talking, hey, look, we got to stop this. They go, oh, it's a crazy libertarian guy. He hates all taxes. Are people taking you serious? Oh, we, we're taking very seriously. I call myself a pragmatic libertarian. I'm, I'm okay with stoplights and stop signs and, and postal roads because the constitution says it's fine uh you know i i know that uh, we're not going to go to total anarchy and i'm not advocating for that uh but man i want to talk about the issues that uh, the republicans democrats talk about but never actually govern on yeah get our guest jeremiah moral uh what is going on with the republicans i don't know if you know this but i'm uh feuding with the governor are you on the outs again <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's week by week. I'm very disappointed in all these tax increases. I'm very disappointed that it seems like he is a reactionary governor that whenever something happens, whether it's a school shooting or now a swastika getting drawn on a getting drawn on a, um, you know, synagogue in Carmel. Well, we must do something. And, and that to me is like, that's not governance. We must do something. That's Reverend Lovejoy's wife on The Simpsons. That's not governance. What is going on with it the Republican Party? Isn't uh, tearing up somebody else's property and uh, doing graffiti on public work already illegal, Rob? <laughs> yeah, that's my point. It's like it, the school shootings. We must have metal detectors in all these schools. But there's not 10 security guards using them. Doesn't matter. They must have them. What is happening with the Republicans? Uh, 
the longer you're in power and the longer you're a, par- a one party state, the bigger government gets. <laughs> my my local county is uh, run by I think every county official other than in the municipal areas is a is a Republican, uh, and, it, and that's probably the case in seventy five percent of the counties in the state. So government gets bigger, whether it has the the donkey or the elephant uh, label. Uh, if you vote for those guys, your party's going to get bigger. You got to look at the libertarian from time to time. Well, you know, I always get to, I always get told to look at those guys, and I told somebody the other day because they were asking me. They said, Are "You ever going to run for offices again?" I said, "Maybe I'll run as libertarian for governor, and we'll uh, we'll we'll take out Holcomb." I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I got no choice at this uh, point. We had some fun with the Rex Bell campaign, <laughs> Rob. We yes, could you, certainly go another round. Well, and you helped run the Rex Bell campaign, so let's talk about the libertarians for a second because I always hear we got Braun, we got Donnelly, and Lucy Brenton is the third party candidate. What is success for her? Well, Lucy was over 5% in uh, in the last Senate race we had. She's going to be in the statewide debates, and I can almost guarantee you that the margin of error is going to be less than 5%. Uh, <laughs> the Libertarian Party of Indiana has f- had some incredibly strong candidates. Uh, Steve Dillon was over 12% in a race against Dick Luger when the Democrats forgot to run somebody. Andy Horning <laughs> and Lucy have been well over 5%. I think uh, both Lucy and Mark Rutherford, running for Secretary of State in our statewide offices, have a very good chance of being at 10% or north. Yeah, Rutherford's an impressive guy because he's very normal. He's very mainstream. How much are you guys fighting stripper guy on CNN? I mean, like, you see that, and and a lot of my mainstream libertarian friends are like, oh, man, this is going to set us back five years because they think that's the libertarian party. Unfortunately, people like that have a real knack for getting attention, and, and there are people in the party that think that's help, that helps. I've advocated in the party we need to have sharpshooters at the next national convention ready to take people out that are going to act like fools because some of us like to be professionals. Uh, but honestly, you're not held responsible for every crazy Republican, are you, Rob? Well, does somebody I am the come, crazy Republican. Does somebody come to you and say, next time somebody takes their clothes off, Rob, it's your problem. But you know what you're up against, right? Because it's the same thing with Gary Johnson. I mean, Gary Johnson had a real opportunity, and there were some times on national television that he just flat blew it, either acting squirrely or not knowing something he should have known. And it's different if you're a Republican or Democrat. Trump can do it and get away with it because he's Trump. But you guys are fighting a stigma, and that doesn't help it doesn't help at all. We fight a little bit of a stigma, and we uh, we work on a little bit lower budget, and the uh, there's not the margin for error. You are on a tightrope, and your job as a candidate is to walk that tightrope and not make the big mistake. When you get to do the Rob Kendall show, man, you got to make the most of it. <laughs> you gotta you gotta use it as an opportunity. Let's talk about shows, though. You are actually doing something that is so interesting out in Henry County. You have your own podcast. We do, and it's called it's called the Boss Hog of Liberty podcast. Our mutual friend, Chris Spangle, he he agreed to let us have a podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. Unfortunately, it came with a string attached that he was going to name my show, and he had no idea would make it over 70 episodes and have our own studio in downtown Newcastle. But you take it very serious to the point where the actual mainstream politicians in Henry County, all the way up and through, like, state senate, right? Yeah. Like, if you had guys running for Congress we had people, that want to be on the show. We interviewed... Uh, we interviewed State Senator Mike Kreider, State Representative Melanie Wright, State Representative Tom Saunders, uh, as incumbents that were running. Everybody that was running for Congress, except for the guy that won the Republican nomination. I can't remember his name. They couldn't remember to return our phone calls, but we got everybody else on the show. Greg Pence wasn't uh, doing interviews with you. I'm shocked. Greg Pence it hasn't done any interviews. Oh, you don't say. But the door is open for the boss hog of liberty. When now, he's ready, he can come talk to now, us. Now, could you guarantee Greg Pence you're not going to ask him about that whole Keel Brothers gas debacle that he stuck people with a $4 million tab on? So I probably wouldn't ask that, but Dakota Davis, my co-host, may. He likes to read the live live chat, and sometimes people are watching the show. Something might slip in there. That's so but, great. But we've been, honestly, we 
anybody that's come on the show, we don't do gotcha questions on the Boss Talk Liberty podcast. It's it's a real conversation, and it's it's always from a liberty view, uh, and it's there's nothing else like it other than you know the the news and talk leader here in in Marion County. Uh, you don't have something like our show in other places. We call ourselves East Centralania's favorite podcast. I also think we're the number one podcast in tractors all across the state of Indiana. <laughs> Big but, in the ag community. No, but in all seriousness, before we let you go, I have actually been up. I've experienced the whole thing you're doing up there in Henry County. It, or I guess it would be out there in Henry County. It's fabulous. It's great to see somebody who cares about local government. It's great to see somebody talking about these local option income taxes because you're right. The state of Indiana has totally pigeonholed these local governments. They've starved people of the cash they're entitled to so they can send mailers out and say look at what we've done look at what we've created no you've just passed the buck and i think it's phenomenal if people want to know more about your campaign or about the boss hog of liberty podcast how can they do that boss hog has got the campaign all my information is there follow me on twitter at jeremiah moral uh we are uh we win elections in henry county as libertarians we've got two two elected libertarians right now and if this thing falls the right way we may have three four or five let's hope we make it at least three there we go 93 wibc the rob kendall show stick around more in the way coming up next